pilots, one robot, plotting a course through the worst movies ever made. This is the Bamfcast, and our weapons are live. Fire! <laughs> All right, welcome to the Bamfcast. Bamfcast, episode seven. Bamfcast. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Seven. Seven. That's a prime number. It is a prime number. It it's is a prime lucky. number. Divisible by seven, one, and three and a half. Yeah, it's three times two plus one. You just blew my mind. Oh my god. I'm we are dropping some knowledge on you bitches today. <laughs> yeah, it's always exciting when you start off with math. Hell yeah, math. Um, so yeah, this week um, we uh, we watched Stealth, which I think is funny that we didn't announce that that was our movie. <laughs> <laughs> it flew under the radar, yeah. didn't it? So, Stealth. Yeah, so Stealth, uh, we're going to talk about that, and then uh, after the break... Um, we're going to talk about our uh, maybe our favorite uh, movie score soundtracks, maybe some of our least favorite, too, because that's what we do. we got to be negative somewhere in there. Of course. That's what we do. Um, so, yeah. Welcome, everybody. I'm Harlow. I am Mackie. And I am the Beej, as always. <laughs> His <laughs> name did not change no. from last week. It did not. It helps us not get confused. So, so yeah. Thank you for that. This might be our uh, possibly our most well-known movie so far. I think so. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's what, year old maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, no, three years. It was 2005. Oh, it's almost, okay. Jeez. almost four. Time's falling. It's like a toddler flies. now. <laughs> it's just learning to walk yeah. and fly. It's terrible three. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this, this movie, uh, let's, go ahead and, let's go ahead and pull up a plot here. Uh, in the near future, the Navy develops a fighter jet piloted by artificial intelligence and artificial intelligence computer. The jet is placed on an aircraft carrier in the Pacific to learn combat maneuvers from the human pilots aboard. But when the computer develops a mind of its own, it's the humans who are charged with stopping it before it incites a war. Dot, dot, dot. That's called an ellipsis. Is it? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Dropping knowledge. Damn. We got math and grammar. They have those at the gym. (laughs) Oh, wait, that's the elliptical. (laughs) So, so, yeah. I'm sure there are some sections of three periods together at the gym so stealth the movie brought to us by rob cohen the director of such classics as triple x and the fast and the furious and mummy three and mummy three tomb of the (laughs) robot emperor i don't know he inherited that that franchise yeah um sorry about all that (laughs) that's rob cohen Mm -hmm. apparently stealth was a big flop yeah not as popular as the fast and the furious or triple x I've now, if Vin Diesel had been one of the pilots, mm-hmm. holy, sh- holy crap, man. It would have been just nuts. I would have lost it. Actually, no, I wouldn't. It still would have sucked. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But instead, we got Josh Lucas, mm-hmm. Jessica Biel. Mm-hmm. Jessica mm-hmm. Biel. All uh-huh. right. And uh, who's the... A black uh, guy. The black guy. Oh, Jamie uh, Foxx. Oh, uh, Ray. Ray, Ray yeah. Charles. That, that blind guy that should have never been flying a plane to begin with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jamie Foxx. a blind man fly the plane? Yeah. That is insanity. And and one robot. Robot. It is not a robot jock. It is a robot plane. Robot planes. A robot. Not quite as cool. Affectionately known as Eddie. 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 E-D-I. Enhanced defense intelligence or some crap like that. Sure. Who cares? Just a few letters off of Hal. (laughs) Pretty much. They they also called him the UCAV, Uh the Unmanned Mm -hmm. Combat Aerial Vehicle. Uh, it's several times. Yeah, they toss a lot of acronyms out. Right. Yeah. His his code or his uh, uh, call sign call sign was Ten Man. Mm-hmm. Ha ha ha! Clever. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He got a heart by the end. Dum, 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 dum. 
He did. <laughs> he did. Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I thought that was understood yeah. <laughs> by now. <laughs> I have to point that out. Every what do week. you mean? Yeah. What do you mean he developed? Um, so yeah, uh, the three pilots they've been training in these experimental planes for a while. Uh, they're a, a unity of three. It's a the trinity. magic number, mm-hmm. a trinity, if you will, a prime number, not Blade Trinity, which Jessica Biel is also in. They are a menage a trois, <laughs> uh, and uh, so yeah, they uh, the, the uh, captain drops some some bombs on him and says, "Hey, I got a fourth member joining you when you get your first assignment." And I don't know anything, but they get on the aircraft carrier, and up comes this other plane. And there's nobody inside. Yep, and it does funky physics defying stunts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much whenever possible, it uses the uh, scramjets to take off, mm-hmm. which just, you know, if you know anything about planes, wastes an incredible amount of fuel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, they're, and they're also complaining about being out of fuel a lot in this movie. Right. It's like, well, take off normal, land yeah. normal. Well, when you're burning yeah. the VTOL, you know. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> well, you know, there's nothing, no scene that's as tense as a refueling scene mm. or as entertaining. Nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Actually, but- this is probably the most entertaining refueling scene ever. It's up there. Yeah, Highly yeah. improbable. I mean, you're talking about the robot fun. refueling? Like the robot porn? That goes, yeah, where he tries to rape the... Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they have a refueling <laughs> yeah. blimp, I guess you'd call it. Yeah, it's, um, it's the near future, so it's okay. Yeah, it's some kind mm. of strange flying fuel-laden Zeppelin. And, a, uh, or a dirigible. I'm not sure which, technically. <laughs> okay. So, Either or. Yeah, and um, so yeah, it flies up, needs uh, needs fuel, but uh, it's already been recalled, but it's it's disobeying orders. And, uh, of course, they've programmed this... Uh, this mm-hmm. blimp or dirigible to say access denied. And then, you know, it's like ra- robot rape after that. <laughs> <laughs> it goes after that tube yeah. pretty heartily. <laughs> we should rewind a bit though. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, you yeah. mean previous in the movie? Sure. Yeah. We don't want to, well, we did kind of jump straight to robot rape, robot plane rape. <laughs> Where do you but, go from there? You know, Where do you go? It's all there? downhill from there, mm-hmm. folks. But uh, yeah, they, uh, I find it interesting that, you know, they train and train and train and train and train and they say, okay, well, you know, only three pilots ever make it out of the academy or whatever. And then it's like, yeah, we're going to send them on a live mission. And we're just going to add another plane that's a robot and just hope it all works out. Sure. Yeah, have fun. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, you know, the pilots actually react realistically. They're like, wait, what? You're going to get us all killed, right? Is what? That's not supposed to happen. But they do it anyway because apparently their uh, commanding officer is just flat out evil. Yeah, he wants his damn robot to fly, and yeah, they didn't really give him motivation. I mean, I'm sure there's money yeah. involved or a huge promotion or something. There's a shady, it's a bit there's, odd. there's a shady guy in Washington mm-hmm. that he he talks to over the phone. You never really completely Pretty see much him. Only and, get to see him through a window. Yeah, and, yeah. and Shadow, uh, he could was, be in, he could be your senator. Yeah, he's just known in as, the near he's future. He's known as Ray. Of he is your senator. <laughs> he's Senator Hope Ray. Not. But uh, yeah. yeah, so. <laughs> I don't it's even just, know where to begin. It's this so movie's dumb. just so stupid. It yeah, it's so. Uh, I mean, we had fun with it, though. Oh, I mean, yeah. not Tons robot. Yeah, it's not robot fun. fun, but we had fun. Well, this one had more explosions a than any movie we've seen. Yes, big, big budget. Obviously. They blow up so much <laughs> stuff in this movie. Yeah. This is definitely the biggest. Everything budget. blows up. Yeah. yeah. What did you say? It was 130. Million? Uh, I think on IMDb they said it was like 135 million dollar budget. Jeez, oh, and it cleared. Fast. And 134 million of that was explosions. <laughs> was gasoline. Yeah, but the explosions were top notch. Uh, well they, done. They were some <clears throat> nice, fantastic. Some of the best movie explosions ever. There was oh, a yeah. scene where the um, where the where Eddie, the Tin Man, is. Uh, inside a hangar and shoots a missile at the door to get out of the hangar and blows everything the fuck 
up. It's mm-hmm. a wide shot, and the explosion fills the entire screen. Mm-hmm. There's a fantastic. whole squadron outside. They're just obliterated. Right. Yeah. Jeeps are flying at the Six screen. Six or seven Jeeps, yeah. Yeah, this this yeah. definitely has explosions that would make Michael Bay very proud. Mm-hmm. Slow motion and everything. Well, yeah, and then they have the one where they their first mission when they get sent out, they uh, they Eddie is just there to observe, of course, mm-hmm. right? Because that's how they justify sending him on the first mission. And so he uh, they they fire a missile through the roof of a building, as in fly up near space levels, fly straight down, fire the missile so it'll have enough veloc- velocity to get through the building. And so then it goes all the way down and blows up underneath the building. And, of course, the building blows up floor by floor going up. Yeah, right. It, it implodes, basically. Yeah, yeah and zero casualties. Mm-hmm. Zero. Or, or zero civilian casualties. Right. Yeah, right. Zero collateral damage. Yes, because, because they fired it this far down and the explosion looked so cool, the whole building collapsed in. Mm-hmm. And there were, of course, no innocent people in the building. They're right. all evil. Every, everyone that dies in this movie is evil. Mm-hmm. With the exception yeah. of Henry. Yeah, so you get that good explosion. And, of course, when they're coming back from that mission... Spoiler. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. When they're coming back from that mission, that's when everything starts to go wrong. Because Eddie they, gets hit by lightning. Yeah, they come back in a fierce rainstorm. Yeah, I guess... Was there supposed to be, like, a subplot there that when he gets struck by lightning, he gets part of um, whatever his name is, Ben's personality, Josh Lucas? I don't... Because, like, they, they hit know. both their planes, and I, all of a sudden you saw that little shot of the DNA I or don't something. know. Yeah, I don't it was a little so. weird. I think that was just kind of it coming up. I didn't, I didn't think right. robot planes had DNA. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. It's just probably some graphic. Yeah. They said of course, they get him back, the and that's when all the 2001 stuff starts. Because yeah. <laughs> they've, they, they've got your robot with its red eye. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I mean direct shots. I mean the lip uh-huh. reading thing. Yeah, it's reading. It's it's listening to their conversation that they think it can't hear because they went behind a curtain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no. I think it, it's. Uh, they said it's vocal processors were off, so it really was a lip reading thing, just like two thousand one. Oh. Like, okay. Went inside the, the airtight capsule and had a conversation. Yeah. Gotcha. But Eddie goes nuts. Uh-huh. Eddie starts to disobey. Eddie goes all emo and starts playing like Bush in the cockpit and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really weird. And I don't oh, even know if it was Bush. It was just case. like generic, whatever. Yeah, uh, generic hard rock. I like how he Sounded says like, like "Oh, Ross, at least yeah. it's a good song." It's like, no, oh. really? are you sure? About that? Yeah, that was that was kind of a bummer. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, when your robot goes crazy and starts playing generic rock songs, shut it off. You're shut, it. shut it off soon. Yeah. Yeah. Kill it with fire. If your Roomba goes nuts and you suddenly hear <laughs> crappy music coming out of your Roomba, yeah. it's gonna. It's, your gonna it's time to get those batteries out as soon as you can. Your Roomba you know. starts playing Creed. Mm-hmm. Run! Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna Fucking suck. Up, run. It's gonna suck up the cat next. <laughs> Nothing yeah. is safe. But that that is that is. I now know that is the sign mm-hmm. in the near future. Yeah. Anytime robots start playing their own music, yeah, shut them down. <laughs> when when they somehow build speakers into the cockpit, yeah, yeah on a play. stealth plane, by the yeah. way. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> I mean, he comes flying in like like, like, like Apocalypse Now, right of the right of the Valkyries, <laughs> like <laughs> playing his music. It's like you're a stealth plane. Yeah, Sneak they didn't, up on him. Yeah, really. For a movie called Stealth, they weren't very stealthy. No, no they all, just fucking blew shit ever. up. They're I mean, just like we can fly faster than anyone. Yeah, I think every time they mentioned stealth, it was oh my system is down. Like yeah. the stealth system is down. <laughs> system stealth is, is down. less reliable than robots, yeah. apparently. <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, there's really there's not much plot to this movie because it's no. it's you know he goes nuts and then ends up they don't want to bomb a target because there'll be nuclear fallout. There are a lot of theoretical and, subplots in this movie. Yeah, but like they try but to they, they try to make too many. 
Well, at least they follow through with most of them. Yeah, yeah that Unlike is some that of the is movies true. we've watched. I mean, the romantic subplot does come to fruition. Thank God. Eventually. Yeah. Well, they had to. I mean, they, they had to do the Top Gun thing. You know. Yeah. This yeah, is kind of. But it kind of. Yeah, it goes off the rails a bit because I mean they have the whole. There's a big sequence in the middle where it's just chasing the plane around. Right. And yeah. you know it's. And of course, the commanding officer doesn't want to lose this God knows how many billion dollar jet. So he tells them they need to talk the robot down and bring it back in. He says, "Don't you shoot down that robot? Bring it in." You, you know, got, and they have a reason with it. And they're all just kind of like, "What the fuck? No, let's gonna, shoot what? it the fuck down." So of course, you know, uh, Ray Charles goes and tries to talk to it, and you <laughs> pisses know, it off. It doesn't want to hear anything about Ray Charles talking hey. to it. <laughs> yeah, and then of course, you know. Because this movie telegraphs everything that happens, you're too close to him. You can't shoot him down. Once they finally do get authorization to shoot him down, you know, yeah. Jamie Foxx goes, I'm going to shoot him down then. And Jessica Biel says, no, back no, off, you're, back you're off, too back close. Off. You're too close. So, of course, he fires and, you know, dies. Goose. Can't see past the explosion <laughs> that doesn't even hit, doesn't even hit uh, Eddie. And he dies in the side of a mountain. Mm-hmm. Boom. In slow motion. That was a yeah. cool like death scene, though. I mean, like, slow motion plane. Yeah, slow motion of the plane just See, crumbling. That, that's, that's the thing I got to point Crash out. Is like, dummy style. This movie is filmed really well. I mean, yeah. the filmmaking is really yeah, well done. I mean, the CGI is great. Yeah. For I mean, it, it's obviously all CGI. Well, we don't shit. even have I mean, those planes, so, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I, and they have think, some really awesome shots yeah, in there, yeah. but, man, I mean, the I, script I, I, is completely brain dead. 135 million Fucking dollars. Yeah. Well, I mean, I felt the same way about Triple X. I mean, it's like, man, that movie looked great. Dumb as anything. Well, yeah. You know. Well, that seems, you have to, to, ex- that seems to be this guy's M.O. Yes. Yeah. You have to excuse the um, the video camera duct tape to the mm-hmm. PVC pipe uh, heat-seeking missile yeah. <laughs> from Triple X. Because that, yeah. was, that was the I, worst. I don't remember but, That was the worst sorry. prop ever. But. <sighs> yeah. But they, you know, they, they go into this whole sequence of trying to chase down the plane. Because now they can shoot it down. And, of course, it's lock them out and they can't find it because it's a stealth plane, of course. Right. So they have to rely on visuals and and then Jessica Beale's plane gets screwed up and she has to eject over where else? North Korea. Because, mm-hmm. you know, God forbid she'd be anywhere they can get to find her easily. Her, right. And that's that's really when it just goes terrible. It's because you're stuck with her trying to there's a whole subplot with her trying to get out of North Korea and did you ever watch twenty four? A f- couple episodes. You, okay. Did you? I've seen Arlo? like the first three or four seasons. Yeah. Well, you remember in season two when mm-hmm. Kim was getting chased by the cougar? What? <laughs> yeah. Like like that is a subplot. It's like, like a, a real cougar? Yes. Like a mountain lion. I don't chase, like that. Like they spend like six episodes of her like trying to get through the forest with a cougar chasing her when all you cared about is the nuclear bomb that they were chasing after right. you know, with Jack Bauer and all them. That is exactly what everything with Jessica Biel in the second half of that movie reminded me of. It was, I don't care. I really don't care. Get back to the plane. Yeah. Oh, was there a plot going on there? I, I lost track. I just... It, her, no, she, it was just her, her running clothes, around getting yeah, shot at. Her clothes got tighter and less of them. That's all I noticed, really. Yeah. Sweaty and... I liked how her Navy, her, her Navy uniform, her flight suit, basically became the tightest pair of pants <laughs> known to man. Well, that's those were her so, G pants. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, like it, you know, yeah. that's I don't know. one of my favorite things is like when when uniforms and movies cease to be a uniform and just mm-hmm. become skin tight clothes for the mm-hmm. women. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the worst uh, uh, offender of that is. Uh, did you ever see Broken Arrow? Yes. Mm-hmm. The the um uh, what's her name Samantha whatever. And it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, you know, it's the her, chick in the yeah, movie. the chick. Yeah, it's uh you know her park ranger uniform is just like the most ridiculous tight form-fitting clothes known to man 
It's like really well. You, that's, when that's you sign up unit. to be a park ranger, they they take your measurements. <laughs> yeah, exact measurements. <laughs> they get, they make sure it's exact. They make they sure get, a few. Everyone buttons, gets fitted uniforms. A few buttons are missing from the top uh-huh. of the shirt. Yeah, that's only the female employees. Those buttons are the uh, the actual female model of the buttons are yeah. very unreliable, and they've been working on that for a long time, mm-hmm. but. They just haven't gotten the uh, the plastic formula right. <laughs> yeah, but the the tight uniform is pretty much the only benefit of yeah. anything involving her in that second half of that movie. Pretty much, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. I mean, they they really could have spared us all that crap with just showing her running a few times. You know, a couple t- twelve <sighs> really? second clips, of slow her. motion. Right. Yeah, it, it really was like a slub. Well, at least it was just a subplot in this, and not the entire uh, behind enemy lines with Owen Wilson. Movie. Oh, yeah. I was getting that feeling though. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's eventually where the plot ends up because you know they eventually Eddie gets in gets uh, what happened. They they get of course they're over Russian airspace because Eddie's just going nuts saying I'm going to blow up every target that's in my system. Right. Well, there was some um, some fake target mm-hmm. that Eddie was going after. That they didn't want him to go after because it didn't exist and it was just kind of someplace yeah. in Russia. Yeah, it was a scenario. He was going to blow it the fuck up. So yeah. So what I don't understand is this target in Russia. If it doesn't exist, why not just let him go there, blow up whatever isn't there, and then have him come home? Well, there are international allies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he they already, he already pissed them all off anyway. Well, he yeah he did invade their airspace. Yeah, we gave him the nuclear fallout in the airspace, but who knows? <laughs> I mean, it's just it's. Again, just a stupid, stupid. Yeah, movie. I mean these jets stop and turn in midair, so I mean, yeah. you know. they they do maneuvers that would shear them in half, right. pretty much. But yeah, they, he gets injured when the uh, the Russians finally come after them when they send you know two, three SU twenty. Oh, three MIGs. Sorry, mm-hmm. they're not. Yeah. You, at first, you think it's only two. are they MIGs? No, they're not. I thought they were. I thought they, he said enemy MIGs. Uh, no. no, they're they're <laughs> SU. How do you things? people know this shit? Because they look like planes. Milita- all right? Military channel, man. Right? They're Nerd. camouflage planes. Nerd much? Yeah. yeah. They are camouflage planes huh. that the Russians fly. Yeah. They are not paper planes. That get killed by by Josh Lucas and Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eddie and That's Josh. all you need to know. Eddie, Eddie gets hurt. Josh Lucas. Yeah, they, they kind of that's when able they, to, That's when they bond. Yeah, that's when, that's when he's able to talk together. him down. Mm-hmm. And they talk him down and talk him into <clears> landing in this, uh, this yeah. secure airfield in Alaska, which turns out to be a bunch of... Uh, covert ops. Covert operations. We are operations. going to kill you, people. And so they're going to. I don't know what they're. I guess they're going to kill Josh. It was, yeah, the commanding officer was trying to erase all evidence of what happened. Yeah, he figured. Well, you know, Jamie Foxx was already dead. He just assumed Jessica Biel dead in yeah. North Korea, and this was the final piece. Right. Just take him and the robot out, and nothing ever happened. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Not that gonna, anyone on the boat. Yeah, with, I was going to yeah, say everyone on the boat sworn to silence. Like I guess. Hundreds, if not thousands, of people in the aircraft carrier. Yeah, right. none of those people know anything. Yeah, they can't testify. No. Sure. Well, maybe you can just push them all overboard. <laughs> that was probably his plan. So the doctor at this airfield tries to kill Josh Lucas, and then they send uh, the guy who invented Eddie's brain over to wipe him out. And uh, Josh Lucas kicks everybody's ass mm-hmm. and flies Eddie out. Yeah. That's the uh, the hangar explosion yes, scene. Yes, the fantastic explosion scene. Which yeah. is fucking awesome. There was a yeah. lot of explosions in the last 20 minutes. Yeah. So then they, you know, they... Because of course Eddie was built with a cockpit in it, right? Despite for, for not testing. needing a cockpit for testing and yeah, diagnostics. Testing. So he hops in. Eddie says, "North Korea, next stop." <laughs> so of course goes to North Korea, yeah, where they're... Jessica Biel has somehow, you know, after being shot, made it twelve miles to get to the border. Yeah, and she's like three hundred feet from the border, and and somehow they know exactly where along the border she is. Of course. Despite being 12 miles from where she landed. Well, I, I, the only thing I can assume is that 
She had a pilot. Well, I mean, they, they probably had an approximate place that she got shot down. Mm-hmm. Of course, Eddie would have that knowledge because he hacks in. Right, because um, so and he's, then he, and then, then he, he and he he also has space for all the MP3s. Yeah, apparently everything. They yeah. ask him what music Eddie has downloaded at one point, and all of it, all of it. And as BJ said just before the guy said it, all, all of, of it. it. Yeah. So what I was saying is like you know they know where she got shot down, and he said, well, she's heading south to go to South Korea because there are allies, and I assume that he just flew from there and watched for gunfire. Yeah, it was yeah. night, so I mean you yeah, can so trace around everywhere. It, it <laughs> yeah. worked. You can sometimes kind of, you know, if there's, if you know that a little bit, if you have a map of the terrain, you can kind of see no. easily, more easily. They just show up because that's what has to happen. That in has the movie. To happen. Well, yeah, sure. but there could be an explanation behind it that they didn't bother telling us because yeah, we don't yeah, care well, anyway. That's logic yeah. and science. Right. Do we care? Military no. Regardless, it's all predictable. All of it. Yes. Yes. It's all super predictable. Yeah. Yeah, we started calling yeah. it pretty early. <laughs> yeah, Eddie, Eddie blows up every... Every Korean there. I'm sorry, I spelled they get the out. ending there for you, BJ. <laughs> that was his last missile. How's he going to blow up the chopper? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's got Gee, Yeah, yeah. Because of course, after they blow up everything, the chopper shows up. <laughs> right. It's going to take him out. And I, I called See, it that Eddie yeah. was going to sacrifice himself. To, to I still. Him. Wonder well, I thought what, I was like, he still got fucking machine gun. Yeah, yeah that probably should have been well, enough. It'll take him like four, yeah. you know, three seconds of burst yeah. maybe to take down that. And I'm still out. wondering what Josh Lucas's plan was, considering. Um, yeah. Eddie only has one seat. Barely that. I mean, he was. How is he going to get Jessica? He was Beale just going to get her across the border. Well, maybe. what if she wasn't near the border? Well, she would have sat, sat on his lap. That would have sped the romance thing along. Yeah. yeah. Come on, Eddie, hit a few more bumps. They did have the joystick yeah. right between yeah. his legs, <laughs> didn't they? Yeah. He didn't really need that. That's what I don't understand. It's yeah. Like, what was Eddie, that all fly about? us yeah. there. Yeah. No, because no, I, I, this this was just. I mean, it was dumb. It's yeah. It's fun. It looks good. Of course, we've also noticed that. In the military, the only lights used are um, black lights and neon lights. Because yeah. yeah. they had the most tricked out PC cases yes. we've ever seen. Yeah, that's like all the neon that tubes CIC inside was like, them went and... to the, you know, pimp my computer store and, <laughs> yeah. and said, give me everything you got. Yeah. <laughs> I need all. So cr- every computer has, you know, glowing blue and red and <laughs> purple green lights yeah. everywhere. It's all and... silver and ne- neon blue, basically, and then black lights. Yeah, and then yeah. black lights light everything else. Little Batman cutouts on the yeah. cases. I mean, like, granted, it looks cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like CSI. You know, they never turn on a light in the lab in CSI. Right. It's all. Everything's blacklight because, you know, they're always looking for body fluids, apparently. Mm. But, uh, yeah, maybe that's what, <laughs> that must be what it's like on the aircraft here. I don't know. Crash and burn. Yeah. 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 But, uh, I mean, it looks good, but it's ultimately just stupid. Yeah. It's stupid and predictable. I mean, which, you I, know, you'd think it would have made more money that way, but apparently yeah. it was a huge flop. It was eye candy. Mm-hmm. That's the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had fun. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's, it's not, no robot jocks. Yeah. Well, it, nothing is robot jocks. It, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was semi-entertaining. Dumb. I mean, turn off your brain. Yeah, I guess it is kind of that perfect summer movie type it thing is. where it's yeah. just, hey, I've got eight bucks. Let me see something cool on the big screen, and it's all going to look cool, and then you're going to forget mm-hmm. all of it once it's over. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember a single thing about X, and I feel the same way about that movie. I didn't hate it. I just, a week later, I couldn't tell you anything except for Vin Diesel was in it, <laughs> and some shit yeah. blew up. Well, it does want to, It does make you wonder what uh, if Rob Cohen can ever, you know, find a script with some substance and not just all style. That if he could make something that's actually good, yeah. I mean, I and not just flashy. I'd like to see him. I'd like to just say, you know, what you've you've proven yourself. You're you're a competent filmmaker. Here's here's the Born Movie Four. Go for it. Yeah. Make some shit blow up yeah. and film it film it well. 
I think he could yeah. do that. I mean, he's as long I, as long as they give him a script. I mean, yeah. really, he's shown. I mean, that he can, despite the fact that I don't really like Triple X or the Fast and the Furious, they both look great. Yeah, they and just, they're he, for what they are, they're well done. Well, mm-hmm. I think I think he does. He write these too. He didn't write uh, this one. He didn't write that. this one. I guess my air quotes didn't work very well. For yeah. Me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to do it. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, yeah. Uh, so, so he made Dragon, yeah. Bruce Lee's story? Yeah. Which was, uh, it's good. It doesn't hold up as well as I remember it because I watched mm-hmm. it recently. Um, still a good movie. I mean, especially if you're a big fan of Bruce Lee. I mean, it's pretty yeah. cool, pretty well done. But yeah, but the guy goes back a, a ways. I mean, he was like second unit directors and things like that, like way mm-hmm. back in the 80s. Well, you know, second unit stuff, that shows because all the, all the explosions oh, yeah. look good. Mm-hmm. Well, but I mean, he didn't do it like any, I mean, he was like a second unit director on like The Serpent and the Rainbow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's like, <laughs> all right. Yeah, bird on a wire. There were a lot oh, of explosions okay. in both of those movies. The Legend of Billie Jean. Anybody remember that? No. Uh, okay. Nope. I'm a big fan of those 80s movies, sorry. Is that yeah. based on the Michael Jackson song? No. No. Not at all. Then I don't care. <laughs> Is the Michael Jackson song based on the film? Actually, yeah, he goes back, like, he was a, he was a producer on The Wiz. Like, yeah, like back to the out. 70s. I, I don't know. Whatever. He's been around a while. So, yeah, that's that's Rob Cohen and his movie Stealth. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's, there's not much we can say about it. It's pretty and stupid. It's yeah, it's like a few of my ex girlfriends. <laughs> All right, which yeah, they're in the past. This movie's in the past because I won't be watching this one again. No, no, I, I picked up this DVD um, just because we really didn't know what we were going to watch, and so I just went and hit the bargain rack and said, "Hey, I remember this the explosions." How much was it? Five dollars. That was worth five bucks. That was worth five bucks. Oh, yeah. 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 Split three ways, sure. That was worth a five dollar. Yeah. <laughs> Split three ways for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you, uh, you know, average cost per viewer. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I'll give you a dollar sixty six or whatever. Oh, that that'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's, let's just, I think we said all we need to say about Yeah. Uh, about there's stealth. really not much to say about stealth. Yeah. yeah. Watch it if you're bored. Watch some of some hey, it. Catch it on, catch it on Cinemax or Stars or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't. You know, if you're not one of those people, like, it bugs the crap out of me to try to watch a movie on network TV, but I don't think you'd lose anything from this one. I mean, there's no, a, there's they a, only no, swear a couple There's a times. few swear words, but you're not missing anything cool. I mean, I yeah. don't think any of the violence is going to be taken out, because it's, no. it's all pretty tame. Yeah. There's I mean, not a lot it, of blood in this movie. No. I mean, yeah. All, all the big violence is in long shot of explosions. Yeah. yeah it's it's, like it's basically mass violence, not right. individual close-up yeah. kind of things. So, yeah, I mean, if, if it doesn't bother you, catch it on, you know, TNT or whatever. Yeah, it's, if you don't mind commercials, yeah, it, it bugs the crap out of me. I'd rather spend or five black bucks. lights and neon, yeah. right? <laughs> and and not widescreen. That's the biggest thing for me. <laughs> Forget nah, whatever. But. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, we're gonna take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk about some movie music. And we're back. back to the bandcast. Good break. Fantastic uh, break. So before we uh, start on this week's topic, uh, let's let's open the floor up to some discussions. Anybody got? We've stuff? all been busy this week. We have seen yeah. mo- new movies that aren't necessarily bad. Well, more surprisingly, I have seen a new movie. <laughs> oh my god! This is a GTS occasion, BJ. Yeah. Oh, that's, do tell. That's what happens when you have you know stuff to do. Yeah. What'd you check um, out? I checked out Monsters vs. Aliens 3D. All right. It was... Um, was it 3D-rific? It was 3D-tastic. Um, 
you know, I'm not usually one to pay $13 to see a movie because um, I, I feel quite ripped off usually despite how, how good a movie might be. But um, I was bored one night, so I went to see it with a friend, and I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, it's your kind of typical animated movie these days. Um, mm. Some big names, you know, for the voices, and the 3D effect was really good. I, I enjoyed it. It was kind of understated. It wasn't all in-your-face crap all the time. Um, plot was, you know, again, typical animated movie, mm, kind of thin, but good enough to get, you know, good enough to get the visuals. So you what know, were the, for kids, what were the glasses like? Were they old school, like red and blue? No, no, they cardboard were the, ones. They were the, um, they were actually plastic, um, glasses with like folding legs. Are they like yeah, the Epcot ones kind of, or no, cause the, the Epcot ones are the ones that are like all one piece and they poke yeah. into your head. Yeah. yeah. These actually run away. So, right. These are actually, they, they fold, they fold up. Okay. And they're the, um, I don't know what you call them, but they're the kind of... Like that polarized yeah, filter? Yeah, like polarized filter. Okay. Um, yeah, they're basically like convenience store quality sunglasses. I mean... Well, yeah, they're, they're cheaper they're than cheap, that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. and yeah. you... Well, you have to buy them when you see the movie, right? Like, they don't, They don't like, ask like, for an extra, you know, dollar for the, for the glasses, but the regular price of the movie was $10, mm-hmm. and the 3D was $13. Okay. The IMAX 3D was $14. Good God! But the IMAX 3D was a little bit late. In the night, so I saw the regular 3D. Like I said, pretty good. Um, the the 3D effect didn't give me a headache uh, mm-hmm. like it does. Uh, well, it, that's good. Like uh, what was that? Some uh, there was some Shrek type 3D or oh, what? there's one at Universal oh, Studios. Shrek, this is Shrek, Shrek 4D, 4D yeah. I think. Or no, no, this one. The one that I saw last was at Bush Bush Gardens Williamsburg. Okay, um, oh. it was something animated, very similar to the to the Shrek franchise, but um, that actually gave me a headache because there was so much 3D involved in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I didn't really care for it, but this was well done. Um, Hugh Laurie played Dr. Cockroach, which I thought was kind of awesome because I love Hugh Laurie and, uh, it was fun. Had a lot of fun. Cool. Nothing to write home about, but I had a lot yeah. of fun. Worth seeing in 3d though. Um, I, is it worth the extra three bucks? You think maybe cause it adds maybe. just a little bit. I mean, it's fun. Because it's three dimensions. Yeah. I kind of wonder about the 3D stuff, like when it comes home on DVD, if they're going to give us different versions that have the 3D or how it's going to work, you know, if you get glasses with them, you know. I don't know. I kind of wonder about that sort of yeah. thing. Well, I think the, the Spy Kids movie did. And really? uh, yeah. whatever the other one you Shark did. Man Shark, and Shark Lava Boy. Girl. Yeah. Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I think those both came out for home use in 3D. Right. Hmm. If you want to call it but, that. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, they're kids' movies. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. They're no. dumb. Yeah. So. They hit their target. target yeah, I like it. Haven't seen either. They didn't. Yeah. I saw enough of like one of the Spy Kids to say, yeah, not for me. Yeah, they didn't <laughs> directly charge for the. Um, they it didn't say three dollars extra for for three D glasses, but they did. Um, one thing I noticed was they had a like recycle your three D glasses bin right outside mm-hmm. the theater, so they expect you to get rid of them. So you get somebody else's head lice when you get your. <laughs> well, no, they they actually come individually glasses. packaged. Oh, so they're actually okay. sealed. They probably, packages. Yeah, they probably so send they... them back somewhere, and then they get you know sprayed down like bowling shoes and put mm-hmm. back in plastic. Right, right. But I they, can accept um, that then. And they, the ticket checker actually hands you your 3D glasses. So he, the, oh. the guy at the the ticket taker looks at your ticket, hands you the 3D glasses, and then you go into the theater. Hmm. All right. Might have to. I'm gonna have to check out a 3D movie. Probably oh. not that one. I think Up is coming out in 3D though, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I'd that be, was one I'd of the. That's one of the trailers that they showed uh, was Up in 3D. Um, 
supposedly they still are going to bring out that technology and do original Star Wars in 3D. Yeah, I've been hearing about mm. that. Well, I, I, you know, it, it popped up like a year or two ago, and then they it's surfaced to here recently. I again. would, I would pay for that. Yeah, as long as they don't change everything again. Yeah. The only, the only thing that I, I don't really like is you know, kind of a paying extra, and I don't, I don't know if you can get a matinee deal on 3D movies or not, but I would suggest if you're going to go see it, try mm-hmm. to hit a matinee. Yeah, because thirteen bucks is steep. That's yeah. So that's uh, Monsters vs. Aliens 3D. Um, check it out. It, it you know your kids will like it. So you know for kids. You know do yeah. it for the kids. All right, or your senior citizens because they're cheap kids. to take movies too. <laughs> 3D kids, 3D, 3D senior citizens. Right, Mackie, want to go next or you want me sure. to? I've uh, I saw a couple movies this week. Mm-hmm. Um, one of which was I Love You Man, starring Paul Rudd. I love Thanks. you too. Yeah, I love you guys. Thanks. Man. Man. Plural. Yeah, it men. sounds better when you say man. I love yeah. you, man. <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> men. I love you, men. I, I love the men. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, I love you, you, men. Paul Rudd, Jason Siegel. It was it was better than I expected it to be. It was also a little tamer than I expected it to be, because... Uh, Wait, you know, it was wasn't pre- Andy Samberg in that? Yes, no. he is. Okay. I, I, he, he's a very supporting character. Oh, okay. He's not like... I mean, he's in it throughout the movie, but his scenes are only like a minute or oh, two okay. each time I he just, pops up. But I, yeah, thought he's was, in it. I thought it was Paul Rudd. It actually has a really primarily. good supporting cast. It's got Rashida Jones, who uh, used to be on The Office and is on uh, Parks and Recreation now. Okay. She's uh, the fiance of Paul Rudd's character. Okay. Um, it's also got Jane Curtin. It's got J.K. Simmons. Hey. Oh, that's that's the hot chick that was in uh, that was Jim's temporary girlfriend, right? Rashida it? Jones. Yeah, not yeah. Jane Curtin. Well, you know, no, 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 not Jane. <laughs> Jane's an ingrate slut. She, Jane's an ingrate slut. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was it had a good cast, and uh, you know it was nice to see. Um, I guess you could consider it a romantic comedy. It's kind of strange in that way, but you know, I mean, the basic crux of the plot is this guy. He's getting married to Rashida Jones, and he realizes that all his friends throughout his life have been women, and he just hasn't really bonded with any guys, and so he's trying to make new friends that are male, and that's how it goes. So it's kind of it's kind of an interesting twist on the romantic comedy, where usually most romantic comedies are well. The the guy in order to get the woman has to give up everything that he enjoys in his life and you know become what she wants. Whereas in this one, the woman is actually wanting him to have more of a guy's life, you know, and have the you know that just hanging out in the garage with another dude playing songs on the bass and stuff like that. So it's kind of it was funny. It was funny. Does and, it have anything to do with Judd Apatow? Um, based on the cast, I'm just wondering. <laughs> actually, I think it it Produced. did. Yeah, it had some of that feel to it. Um. The only thing is it doesn't work like this movie doesn't work when it starts to try and get dramatic and serious. It's better off when it just sticks to the funny, mm-hmm. you know, because once it once it gets serious, it's like, eh, whatever. But when it sticks to the funny, it's really funny. Okay. And yeah, I don't like to give spoilers, but uh, kind of I'm not going to spoil anything. But towards the end, it, the I think it sink. <laughs> yes. And she drops the diamond in. And, oh, God. Yeah. They've been all looking for it. She just drops it in the ocean. But no, near the end, um, there's it. It basically ends right before something that seems like it would be really interesting to see where they would have gone with it, and that was kind of one of my only real disappointments with it. You know, other than when it gets serious, it's kind of eh. But uh, I don't th- see Judd Apatow's name on this as a producer or anything. Okay, well, just just had screen, a bunch yes. of Judd Apatow dudes. <laughs> just his in people. It. Yeah, most of the but, stuff that's um, you know, comedies, romantic comedies, I. I don't feel the need to see them in theaters. Mm-hmm. You know, why waste the thirteen dollars? You know, and uh, and see something that you can enjoy just as well at home. I think the movie theater really for me is for the kind of blockbuster stuff, stuff. like stealth. 
yeah, stuff like stealth, <laughs> yeah. which is yeah. Large. I will note, I love you, man. Was not in 3D. It wasn't. No. Why not? I don't know. God. I guess they just they didn't. We are wanna, wasting this they didn't technology on budget. children. Yeah. But uh, we saw that also. Uh, Harlow and I went, mm-hmm. went last week and saw Observe and Report. Yes. So I've seen two Apatow-ish movies. Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2. No, definitely not. No. <laughs> that's yeah, that's what's great about it, is I, I hope I hope uh-huh. some people went into that theater expecting something as dumb Oof. as Paul Blart, because that yeah, would be awesome. Because <laughs> Observe and Report, like, I, I had heard it was dark. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting it to be as dark as it was. Yeah. Because this, is, is, this is a black comedy. That is what I heard about it. Yeah, it is, like, dark, dark. And I and I, got, I got to point out I love some of the soundtrack choices they made not not necessarily leading in segging into our uh, you know our topic for the week but you know this is uh, a <laughs> I I love some of the oh, soundtrack yeah. choices I mean they they bust out the um the the song from Flash Gordon the Queen song with the Hawkman nice. yeah I was like when I heard that I was like I took two bars and I was like yeah Flash Gordon <laughs> <laughs> well yeah also the uh, slow motion scene at the end where they have where they're playing Pixies Where Is My Mind yeah it's pretty awesome too <laughs> there's but yeah, that movie, man, that movie was dark, 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 mm-hmm. dark. I mean, there's only a, a few characters that aren't just kind of assholes, really. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, most everyone in this movie is just completely unredeemable. Just yeah, just terrible people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they don't, you know, they don't let up. They don't, you know, Seth Rogen is he, he goes really for have, it to yeah. his credit. He goes for it and he's just They never really have a character arc that brings him back to no. decent person at all. <laughs> no. Yeah, but now, there's a lot of stuff I want to talk about, but it's so yeah. new that we really can't yeah. get but, too much into it. But it is, if you enjoy dark comedy, it is it's funny. Yeah, if something um, maybe less on the gross side, more on the violent side. If something like Bad Santa was right up your alley, mm-hmm. this will be your kind of movie. Well, that's the thing too. I was not prepared for how violent that movie was. Yeah. Also, I mean, it earns its R rating mm-hmm. for sure because <laughs> you've got the sex, you've got the violence, and of course, you got nonstop swearing yeah. the entire movie. So if you can't handle any of those, then you might yeah, not. Want it's, to it, yeah, it definitely it earns its R. <laughs> and it's 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 fun. It's definitely a fun movie. Okay, if you're into warped. Yeah, warped I, I, I like stuff. I like that um, he's uh, Seth Rogen is trying to change his image a little bit, mm-hmm. and this I think is a definitely a good step in the right direction. Yeah, you know, because I I hope that he can. It's going to be hard to play, but I mean, I, I'd like to see him try to do kind of a character arc that like Adam Sandler did. Like I mm-hmm. personally, I didn't really like um, uh, what is it? Billy just... Madison, Happy Gilmore. <laughs> oh no, no, later, later. Um, what's the the Paul Thomas Anderson movie? Punch Drunk Love. Oh, I personally didn't really like that one. Yeah, I know I'm, I'm probably in a weird minority there, but people that there were a lot of there were a lot of people that didn't like that movie though. Yeah, but I mean, like I I love everything else Paul Thomas Anderson did before gotcha. that, mm-hmm. and I think like people that and were, since yeah, <laughs> well yeah, there will be blood yes. Um, but yeah, I, I, that one didn't really play that well for me, but I liked it, you know, that he at least tr- took that role and did something different, mm-hmm. kind of busted out of his little mold there. Yeah. Well, we can hope Seth Rogen is doing that yeah. and not just playing Seth Rogen all the time. Yeah. But, uh, yes, yeah, speaking of earning their hard R's, uh, the, 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 yeah. the movie oh, slash yeah. movies I kind of want to talk about, um, this is something I, I, I haven't really been able to convince the, our, 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 our uh, uh People here that uh, would be good for Banffcast because I, I know Mackie didn't particularly like it, but uh, I I want to talk about Crank and more specifically Crank Two that I went and saw last night at the stroke of midnight. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, I I adore 
the movie Crank, the first one. Uh, it's it's just the right kind of over the topness for me. And the second one, <laughs> like in true sequel fashion, just said, "Oh, you thought that was crazy and over the top? Fuck that!" <laughs> oh God, <laughs> it's it is absolutely insane. Um, I don't think it's as solid as the first one, which I know, mm-hmm. like if you didn't like the first one, you're you really yeah. really hate the second one because it's just. It, it, it's insane. It's insanity. Yeah, really. the first crank just it gave me a headache. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was too much. Yeah, you know, I and, and I and I understand why people like it. Yeah, it's just it goes too far to be my thing. And if crank two goes even further, oh, then God, it does. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I could handle seeing well, that, that in the theater without you know like like I'm painkillers. Fine with like the disjointed, crazy uh, like MTV ish editing of the first mm-hmm. one. But the thing is, is like the first one. I mean, if you take all that away, I mean, let's say, let's say if you take that movie and you say, okay, well, let's pretend somebody else made it and mm-hmm. didn't do that kind of editing, it still flows. Like everything yeah. fits in the right place and, and the events happen and they mostly all make sense. This one suffers from a little bit of, I think there was things cut or bad editing period because mm-hmm. there was just some real disjointedness about this one. Yeah. There's like things that didn't need to be there at all. So I I didn't well, I didn't hate it. I mean there I, was a lot of stuff like that in the first one for me. You know it was yeah. oh this this would be crazy. Let's throw that in there. And so they kind of yeah. Did. But but to me everything in that one, like I said in that one, yeah. <laughs> BJ sitting oh. over here in the dark having not seen the first one or know anything <laughs> about the second one. I don't think. But yeah, um, see, you'll get two very differing opinions. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got one one side saying well, I'll, don't bother. I'll set you, the up, other with, side I'll set you up with the first one anytime you want. I I, I need to see the the first yeah. one because it seems like something that I would enjoy. Yeah, the the second one. I'll probably buy it on DVD if that's mm-hmm. a, but I I will not defend that that one's a good movie, but okay. I, I will say I had a smile on my face the entire time, mm-hmm. <laughs> just it, it, soaking up the absurdity. Yeah. So is it like an hour and twenty minutes? Because uh, wasn't the first one yeah. really short? Yeah, I want to say it. It actually felt a little long. Like the first mm-hmm. one, I think it's just so adrenaline pumped that like it flew by for me. And this one, I remember sitting at times like. When it would calm down, I was like, okay, let's move along, move along, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's, it's got some really, so you enjoyed it, but you didn't enjoy it as much as the yeah, first one. Not, not nearly as, as much. And there's a couple of things in there. It's like, really? I mean, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> well, that's really? how I was with the first one. Yeah. Now you know how I felt. Man. Okay. Well, <laughs> but yeah, like, I, it they took, need it, to have sex in the street. Really? Well, they, they upped the ante on that quite no, a bit I'm in this sure. one. <laughs> <laughs> they do it while skydiving or something. Uh, but anyway, skydiving off into a, a power station. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's some there's some weird stuff. Like I guess I you know, and this is one of those things. Like I don't know if the filmmakers chose to do this, um, the actors demanded they do this, or the MPAA said no. Mm-hmm. But like I you know, I don't want to spoil. But obviously, you know, if you saw the first one, there's going to be some public sex of some sort. Yeah, because that's just kind of one of the things in it. And there's actually like blur boxes really like, and it's not like it's being presented like it's being shown on tv there's just straight up blur boxes in the middle of the movie wow yeah, yeah like like cop style so like, it's a stylistic choice uh, yeah or just you know <laughs> hey we don't want to show any dangly bits or whatever here but they don't want to yeah. cut the scene so yeah it's just kind of weird i mean I, you know i i don't know that was a little weird i wouldn't say off-putting but just like uh, okay mm-hmm. like kind of threw you out of it for a second but anyway yeah that's that's my crank thing. So if you like crank one, you will most likely like yeah, crank two. Maybe. Uh, just go in with a real open mind and just, I don't know. Like I, I heard, I, I, I watched a podcast a while back with the creators of crank one. Mm-hmm. And I think 
I think I actually watched it before I saw Crank, and yeah. that helped me get in the mindset of them. And I'd like to, I would, would really like to see their explanation of the second one because I think if I understood what they were parroting or you know whatever about it, it would make a lot mm-hmm. more sense. But uh, anyway, that's my that's my. Okay, thing about Crank. so is it time to get to our let's get yeah, main let's, topic? Let's get Ooh, to our main topic. Main topic we've, time. We've, we've ra- we rambled on. All right, so our main topic this week is um, going to be your movie soundtracks or scores, best and or worst. All right. Let fly, Harlow. Well, since oh, you're to my let's, left. let's get one out of the way before yeah. we. Oh yes, yeah, yes, we yes. just yeah. Let's let's talk about the 800 pound gorilla. Yeah, right. and that's John, John Williams. Williams. John Williams. We're not going to talk about John Williams. Yeah, that's assumed, particularly Star right. Wars. Yeah, that's you know that's a bar. It's been yeah. set. Right. And everybody knows it. Even people that don't, couldn't tell you another movie score can hum the Star Wars theme mm-hmm. or Indiana Jones or whatever. Perfect fits. Yeah. Love yeah. it. I have the Raiders of the Lost Ark score. Yeah. yeah. All, all his I work final. in the 80s. Little, Everything since is... Uh, well, I think, kinda, I, I think he recycles himself a little bit did, nowadays. I got to ask, did you guys ever... Uh, I mean, I'm assuming you owned LPs, records, right? Mm-hmm. Did you ever have the John Williams... Like I don't know why, like everybody I knew had this one. It had a popcorn bucket and the ET finger and another finger, like on it. And like everybody knew had this. No, album. I didn't. I, didn't I don't know. have it. I've seen okay. it. Okay, but well, I know like, what you're like the weirdest about. thing is like people that didn't even like movies all that much or whatever. Like everybody had this record for some reason. Like I had it. Like even my grandmother had it. And I, like, I remember mm-hmm. going through my grandmother's. Like, why do you have this? Like, she so what could, was on it? Was it like Star Wars? It was just like a greatest hits. It had Close Encounters, yeah. Star Wars, ET. Yeah, you know, just a little bit of everything. Just. I'll sample yeah, John everything, everything other than him. Yeah. Because, you know, Star Wars theme, all you got to say is, I mean, you know, even even episode one comes on and I can still get chills when mm-hmm. the whole thing's, when the whole, when the whole, yeah, I mean, his music never diminished even in the prequels. I mean, right. Yeah. I mean, the Duel of the Fates is awesome. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, he's, yeah, I, I love, li- I actually like listening to the Raiders of the Lost Ark. LP mm-hmm. score that I have at home, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. just yeah. and it's timeless. You'd... So, so other than him, yeah. So <laughs> we, we've shown our John Williams love. Let's move on, right? Yeah. So we've got regular soundtracks, which is the actual score that plays over the movie, and then of course there's the soundtracks made with uh, yeah, like compilations of yeah compilations. Right. Which some you know sometimes you get movies where it's both <laughs> yeah where the songs weren't in it necessarily, right. but yeah. they I, were... I never understood that why they're well a lot of them like depending on the movie, like they'll play a minute of it during the credits mm-hmm. somewhere. And that mm-hmm. counts as them being on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, well there's, there's somewhere yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And then you have, then you have things like, uh, you know, what we consider typical songs, like pop songs, if you will, but they were created for the movie. Like, like Bruce Springsteen doing the entire soundtrack of like, I think he did the wrestler. Right. Um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah, but I mean, it's yeah. all original songs, but it's but it's plays done, off. It plays by a single yeah. artist. It plays off like a soundtrack, well, he did, didn't he? But not a score. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, now we've differentiated that. Yeah. Anybody want gotcha. to jump off? Um, I'll go ahead and throw out my uh, so- actually soundtrack and score. Uh, one of my absolute favorites is uh, from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Okay. Um, I love it because it all fits. Really, really well. There's some excellent music that was created for the movie, mm-hmm. and some excellent music that was dredged up from history. Yeah, to, mostly adaptations. Of yeah, old songs, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just it it all works so well in the movie, and the soundtrack can actually stand alone as kind of a you know 
I guess it's what is it considered? Is it bluegrass type? Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. early so country bluegrass. Early country yeah. bluegrass. It stands alone. It's almost like a, you know, almost like a greatest hits record. Yeah. Well, um, that, that to be fair was one of the higher selling soundtracks of all time. I think. Yeah. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. Now, was were they on the soundtrack? Were they sung by? By Clooney and, uh, and the other, there was, I think, or was, or were they dubbed in? I think on like the Soggy Bottom Boys songs, there was two different versions. Yeah, because um, those those weren't actually sang, sung by them anyway. I I, right. I, I was kind of wondering, movie. but yeah. I, I kind of figured it wasn't. I think, but yeah, the, the, I mean, the, the shot in the movie is not Clooney singing, <laughs> right? But um, yeah, no, but then there's like the people that I, I think like they had two different versions on. If I remember right, there's the one from the guys that dubbed them from the movie, mm-hmm. and then there was like country stars doing it too mm-hmm. like modern mm-hmm. country stars yeah, or something. yeah. but anyway Allison Krauss yeah um there's another guy I can't remember his name but mm-hmm. Toby Keith no <laughs> <laughs> but definitely a soundtrack that works without the movie oh yeah like if yeah. you pop in the CD it's, mm-hmm. yeah that's what it's I'm solid. saying I think that soundtrack did better than the movie like ultimately I mean that's mm-hmm. what's really weird is well like, that movie kind of caught that on, was a, on on DVD yeah, more yeah. than, it was a than theaters yeah um, I accidentally saw it with a, a girlfriend years and years ago. We're like, oh, it's a George Clooney being funny. I think I might like that. So we popped in and just absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we liked the music so much. I think the next day we went out and bought a copy of the soundtrack. And then I bought a copy for my dad. And I think I bought another copy since. So that, and then know, they tell two no friends. No wonder it was the best selling soundtrack ever. Because I bought like a million copies. <laughs> BJ really helped the cause. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right there. Nice. Um, and that one just, it, it will always stand out as one of the better soundtracks and scores for a movie for me. So Cool. Okay. That's, a, that's my deal. So Harlow? That's, that's a two in one? Are you going to, we can go around the table? Yeah, we can do it. We can count that as a two in one for me. Okay. And, uh, all right. Um, Pick it up, Harlow. I think I'm going to jump off with score first because I'm still playing off my soundtrack in my mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that sounds weird. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I hate to do this to you, BJ, cause, um, but uh, I really, if we're, if we're knocking out uh, any John Williams, I got to say you could almost – they're almost the same because they, they use same beats and everything from both, but the, bat, the two current Batman movie soundtracks are fucking amazing. Hans Zimmer soundtracks or scores? Just the, the score. Okay. The, I mean the. I, I love the Batman Begins one because I I think that one's like they scored it like it was a Batman soundtrack because that movie's about him, and so that one's kind of sweeping and heroic and everything. I don't remember that going. But I was just saying like I don't remember that. That one's that one's like dark and sweeping and kind of heroic, and then the second one is almost like a Joker soundtrack because if you listen to it, it's very unnerving, and they did that on purpose. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, um, that one. I can actually agree with you. The mm-hmm. quality is definitely there on that. Yeah, I mean, like that. I mean that. I mean that just immediately sucked me into the Dark Knight, the very first scene when they're robbing the bank and that weird. And um, I it's can't, that buzz. Yeah, it's that. Well, mm-hmm. It's that atonal buzz. Yeah, I, I, other people have talked about this in uh, another podcast. So I'm trying not to steal things that I've already heard, but mm-hmm. there's a word for that where it, it sounds like it's going up in scales, but it's not. It just sounds like it sounds like an engine revving, and that never stops. Mm-hmm. And, but it, it's like it's really just playing the same chord, but it's, a, it's an ear trick. Yeah. So it just sounds like an engine whining and whining and whining, and never stops. And they use the same mm-hmm. trick for the uh, the tumbler slash um, bat cycle, what bat pod, whatever, mm-hmm. where it just sounded like it never shift gears. It just kept going up mm-hmm. and was going to explode. <laughs> yeah, and so it it just naturally puts you off and. Oh, but for Dark cool. Knight, that is one of the best scores that uses dissonance mm-hmm. of of any. You know, where it's just, it's not, 
it's not pleasant to listen to, right. so to speak, but man, does it work. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really works. So, yeah. I mean, that's just, uh, I mean, I'm a big fan of, uh, of Eric Serra too, who is the mm-hmm. guy who does Luke Besson's movies. I think he's done a few things outside of it, mm-hmm. but his stuff, like up until like, uh, the professional and the fifth element was very eighties poppy, which I actually kind of mm-hmm. like some of his older mm-hmm. stuff too. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, but like top of my charts, I think is Hans Zimmer, Batman soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Love those. Have both of those. Okay. And I very rarely go out and buy scores. Okay. Yeah. Cool. They're good. I mean, you know. Like I've said before, yeah, I know you don't like the movies. I don't really care for the movies, but I can appreciate individual elements within them mm-hmm. that are good. So there, nah. Yeah. I can have my cake and eat it too, <laughs> bitches. Yeah, well, one of my but favorite. Still no, 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 no. Go on. Too bad they didn't throw that in there. That would have been awesome. Yeah, we could have gotten the other eight hundred pound elephant in the room there and just brought up the first Batman and said <laughs> the Danny, Danny Elfman, Elfman yeah. elephant, mm-hmm. which is great too. Yeah, yeah, Danny Elfman. He he's the he does a good job most yeah. of the time. Most mm-hmm. of the time. Sometimes yeah. it's, you know, he's... When he's in his element. Yeah, sometimes like Tim Burton, he's a little too Danny Elfman. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's obviously Danny Elfman. But. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I'd say my favorite um, musical score is the one for Fight Club. Because mm. it's so different. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, by the Dust Brothers, and it's all samples, and just, it's thoroughly modern. And it was something that really hadn't been done much at the time, where it's not like they're just taking you know, current hits and that sort of thing. Kind of like, like the matrix did a lot of that where it was, you know, modern songs that are there. But I mean, it, this was entirely digital samples. So you never hear, you know, the sweeping strings or anything like that, which fit the movie so fantastically because it was so choppy and grimy. And it was, I don't know. I just, I really love the way all those songs come together and the soundtrack, you know, I have the, the CD soundtrack, which is fantastic, you know, just, just on its own. It's, it's like getting, you know, 20 really funky instrumental tracks. It's one of the, it's one of those soundtracks that's really hard to describe because it, it really doesn't sound like any music that I can think of. Okay. You know, that, that you can compare it to. I mean, there's, there's, it's just weird cause there's almost like elevator music stuff from like from the scene when he's walking through his apartment and the stuff appears and there, to, there's like this. Dun, 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 I have to dun, say, dun. I'm I'm a little surprised by your pick. Why? Because I thought you'd go to your standby favorite movie. Because I think that's a fantastic soundtrack. Yeah, well, I'm going to get to David Holmes. Don't worry. Okay. Because <laughs> that's actually one of the other like actual yeah. scores I would say I own. What the one for? Yeah, Out of Sight. Yeah, yeah. I have the Out of Sight soundtrack. I have all the Oceans soundtracks yeah. as well. But yeah, David Holmes. That that would be my other okay. my other pick. Which I was going to get to. I'm sorry. Go for it. (laughs) But yeah, but uh, Out of Sight, the soundtrack um, by Scottish DJ named David Holmes, who had a couple albums before that. And then he went into scoring, which this is kind of a combination of using, you know, it uses stuff like uh, Willie Bobo, Spanish Grease, and other songs for the, you know, and uh, I think the Isley Brothers, It's Your Thing. Mm -hmm. And he... uh, it's just, I, I believe the description he gave for it was it was like a modern Rockford Files. So you got a lot of funky sounding, you know, 70s type music, but it's also got a modern kick to it as well. Right. But, I mean, that that whole movie, the soundtrack's awesome. The oh, way yeah. it starts is they, uh, when the Universal logo pops up, they're playing um, the bass line from It's Your Thing. So it's like, derp, derp, derp. 
You know, and that's like, there's no universal fanfare or any of that. And that's something I love when movies do that. Yeah. I when it. they, when they just say, you know, it's stuff like, I like, I like that certain um, companies seem to be more acquiescent to that. Like mm-hmm. Warner brothers lets them do that all the time. Like mm-hmm. the matrix. I'm sorry, but they get the Batman movies do that too. Yeah. They switch the color or they, I think Watchmen did it too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Watchmen, I think, became sort of like the logo all-in-one or something. Yeah. yeah. Became yellow or something. Yeah, yellow and black. But, uh, I mean, it's just that that whole movie, It's that that's really a score that sets the tone as well, where it's like when it needs to be serious, it gets, it gets serious, but it's still fun. And then when it's just flat-out fun, it's just really funky, a lot of bass lines, a lot of cool... Cool drum breaks, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I've, I've got all four of those soundtracks you just listened. Yeah, to. I do too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think Out of Sight yeah, the- was one of the first ones. Like, um, I remember when I went and saw that movie, and on the drive home, stopped. I didn't care where. I think I went to Barnes Noble. I didn't, yeah, I didn't care. Just somewhere That's, I knew that would have it. I, I actually did that too. Yeah, I, I, I did stopped. that. <laughs> I did that for Fight Club as well. Yeah. And then now, the, so the Ocean ones. I don't I really remember that one. I just remember the, you know, the songs like. The soundtrack, not the score. I probably would yeah. be interested in hearing. The only that. thing I will say that I don't like about the about the CD of the Out of Sight soundtrack is there's a lot of spoilers because they oh, overcut yeah. a lot of dialogue over things, and that's I, you know, I don't like to loan it out to people who haven't seen right. the movie yeah. because they really, I mean, they give away everything that happens in the movie. Well, I think the, I think the worst dialogue. I think the worst one of that ever is. Um, Actually, the Star Wars Episode One. <laughs> There's a track on there called "Qui Gon Dies" or something. Yeah, like Qui-Gon's yeah, Qui-Gon, yeah. Like it's like, that. Yeah. like, good job there, guys. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, didn't the soundtrack come out a week oh, before yeah. the movie? Yeah, and I had it before a week before. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, all right, yeah, all right then. Well, guess that happens. <laughs> Not that I didn't know that was going to happen. I mean, I mm-hmm. knew it was going to pretty much directly parallel Episode Four. So. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, I'm going to stop talking about mine because I have one more. Oh, it's right. an actual soundtrack, but I'll let uh, I'll let you guys talk a little yeah, bit more. Okay. BJ's up next, um, and I I just saw this uh, another one of those movies I've seen recently, and we discussed it on the last podcast, but um, I didn't really discuss this part of it in depth at all. But uh, the soundtrack for the soundtrack and the score for Slumdog um, really, 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 really worked well. Um, it I believe it won. An Oscar for it won one of the Academy Awards. Uh, was it one of the songs that won? Was it a song or I just think it was um, the score one? Oh, actually. was it the whole score? Thing? Okay, I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Um, we got IMDb. We can check. Yeah, because it, incorpor- yeah, sure. it incorporates. <laughs> it was um, at least nominated. <laughs> sorry, I'm very, feeling very lazy. It incorporates, you know, just a lot of regular songs like mm-hmm. uh, Paper Planes from MIA, among many, many others. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Jai Ho, which was you know big, 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 big deal. Uh, bazillion downloads on uh, mm-hmm. iTunes. But the whole uh, the whole score actually, I heard the music before I saw the saw the movie, um, and I I liked the music. And then seeing the seeing the visuals with it, everything works really, really, really well. Um, and I just enjoyed it. Thought it was uh, I think that's A. R. Raman, um, correct? The noodle guy who did that. <laughs> noodle, guy. very cheap noodle guy. Very cheap noodle guy. Actually, uh, the... to interject, uh, he it won both music and the song. The, the Jai Ho did win, so Best. swept the music category pretty much. Yeah, okay, it swept a lot of categories. Yeah, <laughs> so except I, acting apparently. I hate to be an Academy Award whore, but um, yeah, really, uh, really enjoyed it. Thought it uh, thought it played very very well, especially you know because like uh, like Paper Planes for example is really rather loud uh, during its during its scene, and um, it's 
it's out there. It's it's in your face, but it's not in, intrusive. I guess. Yeah. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't mess with the scene. So. Yeah, I felt. I mean, I I knew that song was in it beforehand, mm-hmm. um, and I was like prepared to be kind of like I'm. I'm don't want to hear the song again, but it yeah. really worked for that yeah. scene. I yeah. think. Oh, I, definitely. I yeah. didn't know how it would how it would fit in uh, before I saw the movie. I was like, what What is this? How is this really going to work? And it really does. Well, the way they edit well. as yeah. well really mm-hmm. ma- it makes it work because it's such a kinetic scene where that shows right. up. So that's uh, that's one that I enjoy. Of course, you know, there's Elfman, uh, especially as paired with Tim Burton. Um, it, Just I pick I, a movie, I, any of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pick one, and and I like it. I, I think it works well. Um, I especially like some of the more whimsical selections from Mister Elfman. I I love the his. Uh, score for Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, I think it's one of his better ones. Actually, really yeah. on Beetlejuice is pretty. Beetlejuice awesome. is yeah. good too. Yeah, um, and it's not necessarily film, but uh, the Simpsons theme. Uh, Danny Elfman had a part in Danny Elfman as well as Alf Clausen. Mm-hmm. Busting out the names. Yeah, look at that. Um, Dazzling us with your musical acumen. Yeah, as small <laughs> as it is, it's bright. It's, it's not like the a size star. It's not the size. It's how you use it. Yes, but um, yeah, Batman and Batman Returns. I I very much enjoyed the music from again. It's you know same old, same old, um, same names. But uh, I think that's about it for now. I mean, Slumdog was the one that I really wanted to point mm-hmm. out because it's it just that is a good soundtrack. It it just kicks. I don't, ass. I don't particularly like Indian music, and that I thought that was a really good soundtrack. No dollar Mindy for you. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still have a, kind of a loss. I mean, I feel like everything I'm going to say for soundtrack is going to sound really cliched, and I think that's I think that kind of happens a lot. Yeah, and I'm just I mean, like the first well, thing that comes to mind is like Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs. Mm-hmm. I listen to both those soundtracks both a great. lot, and I actually yeah. think I like the Reservoir Dogs one better, even though I like Pulp Fiction more as a movie. I actually was, that was a great soundtrack. Yeah, well, you know, like stuck in the middle, you can't really, that's a, that's a song where I can't hear it without thinking of the scene that it shows up in Reservoir Dogs. Like it's, it's (laughs) intrinsically tied to that scene. And I, and I think the the CD was just so much fun because like you were saying with the spoiler thing, I I love the fact that they included the Stephen Wright intros. Mm -hmm. I mean, that just (laughs) plays so well. I love his just deadpanness of that. Mm -hmm. And the little pup ditty from Steeler's Wheel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah, that's the thing about soundtracks is, I mean, I, the ones, you know, the cream really does rise to the top with those because if you don't, sometimes people say a soundtrack's good if you don't notice it, but I don't buy that. You know, I... I think there are two I, ways I, I to prefer, sound. Yeah, I, I don't prefer my soundtracks to be wallpaper, you know, because yeah. sometimes they just, sometimes that's all the director wants. He doesn't want it to get in the way, and I can understand that, but, right. well, you that's know, the, the, that's... all the stuff that's going to come up is stuff that you know, you hear, you know, you know it when you hear it, you know, like Star Wars is so tied in. You can't even imagine the movie without that music. And same with Pulp Fiction. (laughs) Yeah. Well, same with Pulp Fiction, same with, you know, stuff like out of sight too. I just can't think of that movie without the soundtrack. Yeah. Right. Tied into it. And if, if I had to pick a weak point, I mean, though I thought some of the music really worked, I thought the, the Watchmen soundtrack was a little too, uh, in your face. Like, yeah, it, some I mean, of the some of the selections were like I mean, times they are changing was that was brilliant yeah I mean, that the was montage fantastic but other than that I mean I just like when they pop things in I was like man I'd really just rather have a score here than some yeah. song I know there there's a, there's a few you know. bits where you're just and that's what, and what's funny is like I think 
the opposite works so well in Dawn of the Dead. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. like using the pop songs in that. I mean, the fact that, you know, Richard Cheese got airplay in the middle mm-hmm. of a Hollywood <laughs> movie, I thought was fucking fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Apparently Tyler Bates did the music for Watchmen too, but mm-hmm. I didn't notice much score at all throughout the whole movie. Yeah, I, I not like three hundred, but it's just good yeah, sounds like in your face, you know. <laughs> but uh, as as far as soundtracks, where it's a CD, it's a collection of songs, so to speak. Um, my favorite one is the soundtrack for Go. Oh uh, yeah, 99. that's a good one. Yeah, that is a that is one of like the best soundtracks as far as musical tracks, and most of them do show up in the movie. Yeah. Which which helps, but I mean they are very much background for a lot of the time in the movie. Yeah. But every song on that soundtrack is good. You know that's a great movie anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, so it helps. One or two is debatable. Like maybe at the time you could. I, I just can't stand to hear it anymore. Steal my sunshine. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. Uh, see, well, so I, I still love. That I, song. Yeah, I mean, I guess was that song even released on its own CD? Oh yeah, I remember it a video okay. for it even because yeah. it was like slow motion riding around on scooters. Yeah, or something. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that did get a did get kind of overplayed. Yeah, mm-hmm. not kind of overplayed. It really. But yeah, I mean, it had no doubts. New, right? Which is quite a good no doubt song. No doubt. A, no doubt. Yeah, I like I said, I, I'm trying to think of any other soundtracks. I mean, I guess I couldn't. You know, we can't talk about music and movies without my bringing up my heterosexual love of musicals. <laughs> okay. Dumb. Um, and I mean, it, I figured those were kind of excluded. Are they? For, oh, fine. Well, fine. I mean, they're they're not excluded for from discussion, but they're mm-hmm. kind of excluded because that's that's the point of the movie. Yeah, that's the point mm-hmm. of the. Movie but musical. okay, well, in that but, case, I will only make an exception because I. But go ahead and throw it, it out it's there. It's a polarizing movie, but damn, I love what they did with the songs for Moulin Rouge. Ah, uh, yes. I, I mean, I think agree. that's. I mean, if you're going to do something crazy like that, I think that's a pretty they, damn cool way of doing you it. You know, I. Of, the thing about Moulin Rouge, I like, I like it in idea. <laughs> I hate it in execution. All right. I said it's I love a polarizing it. movie. I love it. That's, and, that's and, another movie, too. And much. just a quick shout out because <laughs> it, it's classic, and I will say it's a CD I've owned for years. I probably had it on tape or maybe record two is Grease. I'm sorry. Grease. Don't like Grease, actually. Okay. Yeah, not big on Grease. Hey. The, actually, the only musical that I really can think of that I really like and really like the songs rent. in it is a yeah, oh God, rent. <laughs> oh, no oh, everyone has AIDS yeah. that, <laughs> is that actually I, a song no, that's from that's, South Park that's from okay. no, no the Team America or Team America yeah. sorry but no uh, West Side Story like the actual if you listen to the lyrics it's incredibly well written mm-hmm. yeah I mean every song is it just has a natural flow that is pretty amazing for the amount of you know like I it's almost like plot advancing dialogue so that's happening pretty. in the middle of these songs. Right. And I feel pretty and witty yeah. and gay. <laughs> You're so gay. Yeah. You love your musicals. I can, I I can tell by the big smile on but, his face how gay he is. Yeah. Yeah. But no. Uh, not no, no, not no. original songs, but my favorite musical is Singing in the Rain. They're not original songs, though. Hmm. I can watch I watch Singing in the Rain once a year, period. Mm-hmm. Without fail. Right. At least. Either of you guys seen Chicago? Yeah. Uh, I, I have, yeah. I like yeah. that, too. Yeah. Right. A lot. Um, what I like with the with some of the well with the the musicals on on video, I guess, are I actually like to see actors singing their own songs and doing a pretty damn good job of it. Like John C. Riley in Chicago mm-hmm. knocked his oh, yeah. knocked his vocals He's, out of the park. Well, I mean, look, I mean, if you see, have you seen uh, Walk Hard? 
No, I actually. He's haven't. a good singer, yeah. <laughs> and he well, and then that he gets to do all kinds of different songs. I mean, he starts off old country up to you know basically Elvis, and you know, I mean, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. he gets to a lot of different styles of songs. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, okay, he, I mean, I also like everyone says I love you. Anybody seen? I've not seen Woody, that. Woody Allen one. Everybody sings their own songs except for uh, Drew Barrymore. <laughs> <laughs> Is she that bad? Uh, <laughs> Apparently, I, I guess. Yeah. Um, another soundtrack I really love, as far as a collection of songs. Is Lost Highway? Mm. Yeah, that is a good one. The soundtrack is better than the movie. I've, I've heard the soundtrack, but I ha- haven't seen the movie. Yeah. The movie, the movie, it's a good movie. The soundtrack's even better. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I always really enjoyed it. But... <laughs> yeah, actually, that's probably my. That might be my favorite David Lynch movie. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. I, I like. I, I love Lost Highway, but I. I, th- I think it's the music that does it for me, though. It's okay. one of those things where the music is so tied in with the movie for me that that's well, why I enjoy it more because I have. Well, I'm going to. I'm going to convince you on two counts because I'm going to make you watch Wild at Heart, and you'll at least not completely hate Nicholas Cage, and you might yeah. have another favorite okay. David Lynch movie. God, Nicholas Cage is in it. Why did Why did he have to be in it? Because he's amazing in it. It's it, literally his second best performance to Raising Arizona. Like my Without brain doubt. can't compute that. Just accept okay. the fact. Imagine him doing his Elvis, and it just totally works. Like, he's channeling Elvis, and that's precisely what he needs to do for that movie. Is he playing Elvis in the movie? No, but I mean, it's like someone who basically, like, lives his life like Elvis. I mean, mean, this was... uh, Christian Slayer kind of stole it for true romance kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, well. Anyway, that works for him. One Uh, more to throw down. Throw it on us. Um, And in fact, I think this is probably... Probably my favorite score, um, John Carpenter's Vampires. Okay, that's never gotta, that, heard it, never seen it. That's got to be one that's better than the movie. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. The movie is schlock, but I like watching it. Um, I wouldn't be at the Banff cast if I did. That, that had a, a big explosion, in it, as I recall, it did. It's it, so big, in fact, that they told James Woods, "Open your mouth, or your ears might get shattered," because yeah. he was so close to the explosion. He, he, when he's walking Whoa. away, he has his mouth open because they said the pressure would build up and it blows eardrums out. Yeah, yep. That is a big explosion. <laughs> it is you should explosion. you should see the movie. It's yeah. um, typical vampire schlock, but the soundtrack is really cool. It's lots of slide, lots of gritty slide guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a chance, I'd, I'd like to know who. Well, I, who I, did that. I'm thinking it might actually he uh, John Carpenter did Carpenter a lot of his himself. own soundtracks. Yeah. yeah, it may have been him. I'm not sure, but um, I. I just remember every time I watch that movie, I'm like, yeah, and it's got this crazy, mm-hmm. just really, really tinny slide guitar. And yeah, see, I love when movies go stylized with, with, the, yeah. with the music like that. It's John Carpenter did his own music. Oh, and it's like the whole, throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, I think he, he does most of his own music, I think, most of the time. Well, just thinking Check of, it out. Thinking of bits of soundtracks. Mackie. I mean, you've got stuff like uh, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, mm-hmm. which, I mean, everyone knows. Yes. <laughs> Everyone knows the, uh, that, see, I can't even do it right. I can't even whistle. Oh, Ennio Marcon. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All that. Um, yeah, not, that's iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, one I really love that I think gets overlooked a lot is the, uh, soundtrack for Shawshank Redemption, hmm. which is very simple. It's usually just piano, but I mean, the, the scenes near the end with Brooks, like that is the music in that is so incredibly perfect. For the scenes that, you know, I, I guess, <laughs> I guess you can't really spoil Shawshank since everybody's seen it by now. But you know, the, basically, the scenes where Brooks hangs himself, and he's and he's narrating his story, you know, his life story once he's gotten out, and it's just a very simple piano riff. But man, 
It's like, it's one of those things that it's, it's so working with the scenes. It hits, it just hits you like a hammer. Right. It's so effective. All right. I, I, I've been feeling a lot of love here. Are we going to talk about worst? Cause I mean, that's, I, that's I kind of more of our thing when they're, when they're worst at that. I, well, okay. By worst, really I mean, I mean, like I, I can think of two examples right off the bat and okay. that's because the movie is good and the soundtrack practically ruins it. And they're both very similar time period and genre movies. Um, the worst offender in my book is Lady Hawk, which is not a great movie. I mean, it, do, mm-hmm. do you remember this movie at all? No, mm-hmm. not at all. Uh, it's Matthew Broderick, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Rutger Hauer. It's from the 80s. The basic plot is Rutger Hauer and Michelle Pfeiffer were cursed. Um, like during the day, I think she's a hawk, and by night, he's a wolf, and they're, they were in love, mm-hmm. but they can never be together because when it turns night to day, the other yeah. one changes. Kind of like, you know. But yeah. the soundtrack is like 80s synth pop, and it's a medieval style movie. And it's mm. so off-putting. <laughs> I mean, it's awful. It's like they're riding through the countryside on a horseback, and it's like beep boom, beep boom, boom beep beep boom. You know, that's just—it's awful. I mean, and it's not—it'd be a fun movie, but I just one of the only cases where I remember watching a movie and going, "God, like this move, this soundtrack just does not fit at all." And the other one, which thankfully they fixed since it was on DVD, is Legend. Really, mm-hmm. Scott's Legend with uh, Tom Cruise. Hmm. did the same thing there was like i think there was a tangerine dream soundtrack yeah wasn't that Boy. how it was originally released yeah and um, so they went back and rescored it later yeah and wow. uh, apparently i i want to was it Hans Zimmer? somebody that there's a so we actually know, knew what they like were a doing. scored you know real soundtrack that's yeah. supposed to go with it and yeah just the original one i saw that back when it was on video first and i remember how bad that was we forgot to mention top gun <laughs> top gun. awesome yeah. <laughs> yeah, considering stealth pretty much aped Jerry, the Jerry, first half of right. Jerry the first Goldsmith. half of stealth. Yeah. Jerry Goldsmith. Aped is that who that was? Gun. Yeah. Well, no, no, I'm saying Jerry Goldsmith oh. is who did the real soundtrack, which apparently that's oh, how legend. how was it was released in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, our version, we, yeah, we had Tangerine Dream, which just didn't fit at all. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Tangerine Dream, but. Yeah, I mean, I. Don't, I, don't go with Legend. Consumer I think my problem is more. Not necessarily when the score doesn't seem right, mm-hmm. but it, it's more when just the songs they the musical director or whoever however it's um, phrased, you know, when they're just choosing pop songs to put in, and they just don't work. Yeah. You know that those are really the ones that stand out to me, like kind of like Watchmen, like Stealth, like I none of those yeah. songs I yeah they were all completely generic post Pearl Jam Bush. Yeah. Garbage yeah. things. I mean, yeah, that one is that, that actually probably is the worst soundtrack that I can. Yeah, remember. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, like things like that, where it's like, oh, there's completely generic pop music that mm-hmm. we're supposed to care about. They mm-hmm. should have just paid the money to get Kenny Loggins on. <laughs> He's probably not. Busy. And Joe, yeah. Joe Satriani for the uh, for the flying bits. <laughs> <laughs> Doing a barrel rock. <laughs> yeah, there's, just not, there's just not enough Kenny Loggins in movies since Caddyshack and Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or Joe Satriani, for that matter. I mean, or Footloose. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, do, 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 I, I do, guess do. if a if a soundtrack is just bad, I just I forget it because mm-hmm. usually that yeah. if if a soundtrack's bad enough, it'll drag the movie down for me enough that yeah. I just won't even. Well, like I said, I mean, I just remember like in both of those cases. I mean, I guess it's officially more just being offensive, a poor, a poor choice. Well, yeah, I mean, the setting it, it ruining the setting. Like mm-hmm. on the on the flip side, though, it sometimes can be fun. Like if you turn your brain off, like I don't know if you either of you have seen The Knight's Tale, yes, with the late great Heath Ledger. Yeah. I mean that's stupid soundtrack choices, but it somehow kind of works. I mean, if, if it's like yeah. Shrek did the same thing, playing modern music in a fantasy environment, but right. for the most part, it, it did all right. 
I mean, it's like obviously this is like we know it's yeah. a fairy tale, or we know yeah, it's like Knight's Tale, isn't it? Like the people start playing We Will Rock. Yeah, they start doing like the stomp that. clap yeah. thing. Yeah, and like the uh, what's the scene? There's like a, a waltz scene that plays. Uh, oh, it's been a while since I've seen that, but yeah, there's like another '80s or modern song that hmm. plays in another part. It's a dumb movie, but it's fun. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. This <laughs> is stupid. Just, I, 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 I'm kind of surprising myself by just not having much hate for any soundtracks. Okay. You know? For a man who is so filled with hate I know. that he has no room for organs. Apparently, I, I, I like my music too much. If I hate you, I just forget you. Yeah. You're, You're dead to me, yeah. music. Fickle. Well, why don't we just wrap it up if we ain't got yeah, nothing to done. say? Yeah. All right. We're done. Well, um,. Uh, we have a, a, a bevy of movies that we might choose from from next week. Yeah, you really stocked up. Yeah, yeah. The, the, so we've always got backups now. If have, Netflix doesn't come through. Yeah, that, like this week. No, the, no, no, no. Let's not blame our friends at Netflix. This would be me. Oh, you I, just didn't send. Yeah, them I, I, I waited back. I waited too late in the week to send them back yeah. and have them back on time. Because I should point out we, what, what movie we were going to do this week, just because it's it's relative and mm-hmm. relevant to current events. We were going to watch Navy Seals. <laughs> In honor of the yeah. Somali, the defeat of the Somali pirates. Um, by the way, go fucking America. Awesome. Yeah. Kick ass. America, fuck yeah. Headshot, bam. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Counter-terrorists win. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much how it went. So, um, yeah, we were going to watch that. And um, it's going to be here Monday. So expect some Navy SEALs soon. That's all I got to say. Mm-hmm. We'll drop it Maybe on even you. next week. Maybe. Maybe. You Maybe. just never Maybe. know. Maybe. I don't know. We've, I we've think we militaried should... ourselves out this week. Are you sure about that? Are there any robots in uh, Navy uh, SEALs? I don't think so. I think we should Jean-Claude Van Damme it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I bought about seven movies of Jean-Claude Van Damme on, on two sets of DVDs. Seven dollars. I, th- I was thinking about this. The, the amount of you have about 12 movies that mm-hmm. you picked up mm-hmm. for probably less than 20 bucks, correct? Uh, about 40, yeah. Oh, about 40? Yeah. Yeah, well, funny thing is, 40 bucks was about how much I spent to see I Love You, Man, and um, observe and report, yeah. and observe and report, including you know popcorn and drink. Yeah, prices so, got yeah. a little crazy. Forty bucks on two movies, and you have twelve for that same amount. Yeah, and people wonder why DVD is winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, not that I didn't like observe and report, but when I I walked out and I thought that I spent ten yeah. bucks on a movie and basically another ten dollars on, on, on drinks and food, and I was like, man, that's a Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. and I own it forever and eat my own cheap food or <laughs> drink whatever I feel That's like That's why doing. I have so many Blu-rays on yeah. my shelf. Because so. sometimes it's just, you're just like, hey, you know what? If it's only, yeah, it's can, only 10 bucks to buy the movie, why not? I can not? wait six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to make it a point to try to catch as many of these summer movies. If I can wait a day or two, go and catch that $5 during the week thing. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there's definitely ones I want to see, but don't think I want to go spending 10 to $20 on them. Yeah. You'd go broke the yeah. whole summer. Right. So. Or you just wouldn't see any movies. So anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll let you know. We'll, we'll, we'll throw it out on the Twitters what we plan to watch. Mm-hmm. Could be Navy SEALs, might be some Jean-Claude Van Damage. We don't know. I, I think we need, we need to go on the JCVD catalog. All right, the Jean-Claude Goddamn. Yeah. Okay. We haven't had some good Kung Fu fighting God, since Ricky O, so. Yeah. yeah. We well, had robot Kung Fu, but that's just not the same. Yeah, it wasn't very fast as lightning at all. <laughs> no. All right, so let's let's wrap this puppy up. Um we're gonna we're gonna keep it simple. Just follow, follow us on Twitter, BMFcast. If you want to send us email, just send it all to bmf at bmfcast.com. Yeah, yeah, and you have a contest. 
We have, we have another contest. Yeah, uh, it's now it's now up to two. We're, we're taking mm-hmm. suggestions for future movies. Uh, I do have uh, my original copy of the uh, Fantastic Four, uh, the 1994 Roger Corman produced one. Original, completely legal copy. Completely. Well, yeah, completely legal copy. <laughs> it will be legal to you when you yeah, own it. Um, if you give it away, if, if I you're give not it away, selling it, it is I'm legal. not selling it. Um, and also, we're gonna go ahead and give away this copy's this week's copy of Stealth. Yeah. I think I got my stealth built That's on two discs worth of that stealth. That is two discs worth of stealth. There are a bevy of special features we haven't even done. In an original to. DVD case. In the original DVD case. Yes. Brand spanking uh, new. So throw us some good suggestions yeah, at BMF. Only watched once. What was the what was the condition? <laughs> what the condition Mint in box? No, the, the condition <laughs> oh, to winning? upon which you would win. Uh-huh. Um well, obviously since we've got them both out there, uh, you know, you can specify which one you'd rather take home. I'll tell you, Fantastic Four are a lot more rare. No, what does it take yeah. for, for oh, our, know, our know, listeners know, to win? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And um, no, we, we, want, we want a good suggestion. You, you give us a suggestion that brings us as much joy as Robot Jocks or anywhere close to it. You got your pick right there. Also, I mean, you know, just, just throw us some good suggestions. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. We, we love, you know, getting questions, suggestions, whatever. And I'm going to throw a little something, something out there for, for one listener, one special listener. Uh... <laughs> Okay. Uh, and that would be Holly out there. Thanks for the pictures of the cat. All right. Those were fucking awesome. We got cat pictures. Nice. Like, just cat pictures or lol cats? No, they uh, were just they were, cats. They were, they were just cats. They, they, nice. were, they were lol cats Lol suitable, cat eligible, though. yes. Yeah. Okay. They, they so, Holly. definitely some fun you can have with those. Holly, thank you. <laughs> yes. From the bottom of my cold black heart. <laughs> All right. I so don't have a heart. I only have hate, so I cannot <laughs> give you thanks from the bottom of... My hate. Mm-hmm. And I've had my heart replaced with an electronic one, and I have to shock myself. <laughs> are you a robot? <laughs> so we're off are you, to... Uh, are you Jason Stratham? Yes, I'm Stratham. I, I move side <laughs> to side yeah. and then shock myself periodically. Yeah, myself. whatever his name is. What is, what is his name? Chev Chelios, isn't that che- it? Yeah, In che- Frank? Chevy Chelios, yeah. Chev. <laughs> Chevy <sure>. Chasios. What? <laughs> Chevy Chase. Yeah, they gave him a late night, late night show for about two weeks. It's great stuff. <laughs> All right, yeah, so BMF, BMF at BMFcast.com. Just send all your emails there. Cool thing is that's a catch-all account, so really write whatever you want. You could put you guys suck at BMFcast.com. It's still going to go there. It will be shared. It will be shared. <laughs> yeah, that, that's another thing. Come up with a really clever address because I think I get to see that since it's a catch-all account. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll give you some shout-out love if you come up with something really clever <laughs> for, right. the, for the prior to the at part. So that's we are sweet. off to uh, shock Harlow back into back into life. Yes, I'm getting a little slow. My bars are down. All right, so that'll do it. Episode 7, Bamcast in the can. Bamcast out! Woot. See ya.